0: Hey, listen! Welcome to episode nine. My name is Jeffrey Moise Morse. Morse. I'm Jeffrey Moise. <laughs> uh, joining me here today is a long-awaited return back from Montana. The Nathan Wagner. How's it going, Nathan? Hey, listen! I am back. Also joining us uh, today, back from his belated car troubles, is Rob Douglas. Hey, listen, guys!
1: Finally made it back to this place. <laughs>
0: So, uh, on our show today, we will be covering news in our first segment, Um, jumping into a couple game deals we wanted to spotlight for second segment, and then third segment, we will be talking all about Uncharted, primarily Uncharted 4, as well as um, some of our impressions of just our favorite characters, our favorite game in the series so far, Um, and then we're going to wrap up things with uh, what we're playing this week. I know uh, Nathan and I both picked up No Man's Sky today, and uh, so far it's pretty cool, so (laughs) we some... <laughs> Nathan's hyperventilating <laughs> because he's not playing it right now. He only did yeah. Twenty minutes in, but uh, look, look forward to next week. We'll probably do a, a lot of impressions on No Man's Sky um, in next week's show. But uh, heading straight to news of the week. Uh, Rob, would you like to go ahead and uh, tell us our first uh, news week? All
1: right. So EA just announced uh, this collector's exclusive edition for Battlefield One. Battlefield One is coming out pretty quickly here. I, I forget when it exactly is coming out. It's coming uh, out in. End of- October, I think. October is it October or November? I cannot remember off the top of my head. But this deal is uh, exclusive on Amazon, and it comes with a fourteen-inch uh, statue, a deck of cards, exclusive cloth propaganda poster thing, a little patch. Like comes with this, patch? Me- like like a like, like a, 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 a clothes
0: patch. patch for clothing,
1: like you sew on. Yeah, yeah, on or oh, yeah, you iron on you or something like that. It could have been a pirate's patch, but I feel oh, like that's cool. a different direction from the game itself. <laughs> Uh, it comes with this, like you know, back in World War One, they would have the messenger pigeon tubes. To, you know, they would put tubes on pigeons yeah, yeah. and they would deliver messages that way. They have it. like more of those things with DLC content on it, an exclusive sealed book with a whole bunch of like original art and all that stuff, as well as this. All comes in a premium packaging, all for the price of one hundred and thirty dollars. But there's a oh, catch. Right. There's not a game in this collection deal. <laughs> there's no game.
0: Uh, I I had to do a double take when I was looking through a. Uh the the news uh notes that rob had put together i'm like whoa whoa whoa! there's no game in a collector's edition of a game like so
2: did someone just forget this or like someone getting fired for this or did they (laughs) basically be like "Eh, let's not put the game in there i
0: think it's
1: actually it's actually on purpose which is you know i mean we make ea is one of those companies that you're like wow yeah you're doing so great and then you did that
2: yeah, I and feel
1: like this is their then you did that moment. It's like Battlefield <laughs> 1, all this hype and great stuff and oh my gosh, Battlefield 1's going to be awesome and now you're giving us a you're making us pay $130 for this whole thing and you don't get a game with it.
2: Yeah, I feel like $130 if it came with a game would be like a pretty normal price for something like yeah. this with a bunch of stuff and people who really like Battlefield Field I'm sure would be down with paying it but all over, $130 yeah. plus another $60 making it about 200 for the whole package with the game is insane. That's ridiculous. I mean like
0: I feel like they could get away with it if it was an expansion pack or like a DLC like with Destiny they put the Taking King out, which is a big DLC. It was forty dollars normally you could download it or you could like buy a big disc collector's edition that had some special stuff in it. And like Battlefield One isn't out yet. Like why are you releasing this big D (laughs) L C special edition with no game when the game's like it's coming out with the game like I don't know. You just know someone's gonna buy this and then like oh, be yeah. really upset. That there's no, no game. There's no there. game. Yeah. Or some no, kids gonna get it happen. for like Christmas and be like, exactly. oh boy, like oh wait, there's no game, mom, mom, you didn't get me the game. All I have is a <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. It's just, interesting. Just put so, it over uh,
1: to your eye and you'll be fine, honey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but go ahead and sound off on uh, Twitter. Let us know what you think about the Battlefield One collectors. Exclusive edition featuring no game. Um, find, it, find us on Twitter at hate listen underscore games. Be sure to give us a follow there if you are enjoying the show. Um, on our next uh, news of the week, just today, I believe, uh, Sony announced that on September 7th, they are having a PlayStation event in New York City. Um, I'm not sure on the time yet, but they're going to do a big live event. And speculation, of course, is that this will be when they finally officially announce and unveil the new Neo system that has um, been confirmed, but we don't really know any official um, news on yet, which if you're not sure about what the PlayStation Neo is, it's essentially a uh, mid-console upgrade for the PS4 that, um, you know, it won't have its own new games. It's not a new system. It's not the PS5, but it is a more powerful, beefier PS4 similar to the Xbox One S.
2: It can stream in four K, I believe. I think Sony can Yeah, that's that what I heard. Yeah. And play higher resolution everything else. So
1: it'll it's be sort of like when interesting um to see how it sells. Was it PlayStation two that upgraded to the Slim?
2: Yeah, I mean Sony's done a yeah. Slim console every generation. For pretty but much all their systems. For all of their systems. Yeah, yeah. Like- that's the PS3 mm-hmm. I have. Is I have the PS3 Slim, but it has the mm-hmm. exact same specs. Yeah. It just basically basically yeah. is smaller and cheaper to make for Sony.
0: And I got a PS3 uh, a year ago, and I thought it would be the same one as yours, Nathan. But I actually got it, and it has this weird top like sliding thing where you like put the disc in, you like slide the plastic over over it to the right. Oh, I've never even weird. seen that before. Like, there's so many different versions of PS3 and so- PS2 out there. So I guess it's not surprising that they're changing the PS4 model, but as no. far as I know, it'll probably look very similar. Um, it's just really that there's a few more um, things that it features that it can do, and then it'll supposedly run games in a higher res PS Neo mode.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's
0: the question about it. So <clears throat> with PS Three, when they changed the form
1: of it, the shape, you know, the slim, whatever, they actually dropped backwards capabilities. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, that's right. So do you think this one's going to add backwards capabilities?
0: Um, I don't think they're going to add it because Sony's been really pushing their PS Now service, which is streaming PS3 and uh, PS2 games. And I feel like they wouldn't have gone through all the hassle of that if they're adding it in as a feature for the new one. But um, I think that would be a feature if it, you know, let's say it could play all of your PS3 and maybe even PS2 discs. That would be a highly requested feature that would be a big selling point for sure, but Likely, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with Jeff. That would be really cool, but I would be surprised
2: if they added that as a feature. I mean, it's been even further since the PS3 um, launched and stuff like that. So I think it'll just be a higher resolution, but no backwards compatibility.
0: Yeah, I cool. think you're right. And I think at this point, most people like already have a PS4 who have wanted one, and you know, <clears throat> there might be people who are still on the PS3 who haven't upgraded yet. And saying, "Hey, you can play your PS3 games. You can already play on this new one. Like it's not gonna really get those people to upgrade, anyways." So I don't know. It it's it'd no. be it'd be cool, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, what I'm really interested in to see
0: actually is the price
2: because uh, I believe uh, Andrew House, like the head of the PlayStation division, when he confirmed it right before E3, I think he he referenced that would basically be like a higher cost model for the PS4. So I'm interested to see whether they drop the current PS4 and make it about, make the new one about $400 or if it's more like five or 600 bucks or something like that.
0: I don't know. I, I feel like they they got to drop the current model. Yeah. Um, and then probably put it around 400 bucks or something, but it's well, typically Sony drops first before Xbox. So, yeah, I mean, I, I saw uh, some Xbox one S bundles that came out this last week in um, like my local Target, and there were still lots of bundles there, and like it was hardly any like really announcement. I feel like Microsoft didn't really uh, put a lot of marketing behind it. There wasn't really you know any things in the store that pointed to you that there's a supposedly new system out. And I even saw a bundle online um, on like Groupon or something that had the system with like four games for like the standard 400. Dollar price and i was like whoa oh yeah so i don't know it'll be interesting to see how sony markets it you know is it a a big deal is it this new playstation And it's a big event or is it oh yeah this is a slight upgrade and you know we got something else coming yeah in the future or i don't know yeah
2: it'll be interesting it was really interesting because the the xbox one s they actually launched the uh the most expensive model first in the beginning of august uh with the biggest hard drive and stuff in it and then they're launching one with a smaller hard drive that's cheaper i think like august 20th or somewhere around there so
0: we have an interesting oh, yeah. rollout strategy for that
1: microsoft yeah. <laughs>
0: but uh be sure to, to stay tuned uh september 7th hear more about the new playstation and probably some vr news as well mm-hmm. um going into our last news segment real quickly we just thought we'd mention uh some pokemon news nathan Yes.
2: Yeah, so this last week, uh, Pokemon Company announced that uh, the new games Sun and Moon, are going to feature Aloha forms of uh, certain Pokemon. So far, I think the only ones they've shown, um, or most of them, are original 150. So Executors is a new Dragon-type that looks like a palm tree. It's like super <laughs> tall and skinny now. <laughs> Um, there's, uh, ice forms of Vulpix and Ninetales, which look really cool. And also ice forms of Sand Shroom Slans- uh, Sandslash. And I'm sure there they will be more different forms of other, um, Gen 1 Pokemon and stuff like that. I think this is really exciting. They look really cool. And the fact that they're doing Gen 1 Pokemon just draws me in more yeah. and more, <laughs> for sure. Right?
1: Yeah, that's the best part about it, is that it's Gen 1, rather than, you know, the 7,000 that they've added since then. Mm-hmm. Or however many it is yeah, now, but,
0: uh, and you know that was their same their same uh, idea with Pokemon Go. You know, yes. if Pokemon Go came out and there was you know no Pidgeys or Weedles or Charmanders <laughs> or any of those, and it had all the new ones from the newest games, I feel like it would not have become a phenomenon because people, you know, really identify with those original 150. Because you know whether you liked it or not, you probably recognize Charmander <laughs> and Pikachu and all those. Uh, iconic Gen One Pokemon, and so I think that's really smart that they're putting that out there to get, you know, people who grew up playing the originals to interested mm-hmm. in the game. And the ice when forms, looks ones, yes, the ice forms
2: look awesome. The, the ice form Ninetales looks really cool. The Bulbix is adorable. <laughs> the Bulbix is adorable. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to see what else they announce as far as that goes, and the game is looking interesting. I'm definitely kind of excited, probably because of Pokemon Go, but it's okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, And I would also just like to point out that the Aloha form of Executor, a.k.a. the giant palm tree Pokemon, (laughs) is more of a dragon than a standard Charizard. (laughs) How does this make sense? I bet Charizard is so upset with how he's been treated. (laughs) This is the world we live in. You must accept it, Jeff. It's crazy. Crazy. But uh, anyways, Uh, that wraps up our new segment for the show. Now going into Segment 2, we have some deals we'd like to spotlight. Rob is going to go over our Humble Bundle and PlayStation Plus. But before that, I would like to spotlight a few new Nintendo Select games that Nintendo has just unveiled. Um, These prices will go into effect the 26th of August. It's supposed to be kind of a back-to-school craze. Uh, But the Nintendo Selects, if you're not familiar, are basically certain titles for 3DS and the Wii U that are only $20. $20. And so they already have a nice collection of uh, slight games out there. But the new ones they are adding at the end of the month are um, Nintendogs and Cats for the Woo! 3DS. <laughs> Best game ever. <laughs> Tamodachi Life. You would. Dark Moon. Animal Crossing New Leaf. Um, so all those will be on the 3DS. And then for the Wii U, The Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker HD, Nintendo Land, and Lego City Undercover. So each of those games will be $20 apiece. And they also announced... The new Nintendo 3DS model um, is now at a new low price of 150. dollars Comes with the Mario 3D Land pre-installed. Comes with a really cool two uh, two really cool uh, base plates. plates that you can swap out on the 3DS. One of them is uh, based off the Mario Maker sprites of all the different like Smash Bros characters, and it looks really cool. It's probably one of the coolest ones I've it looks seen. So cool! So um, <laughs> if you don't have a 3DS, that would definitely be a um, nice bundle to pick up and then there are also a few amiibo bundles that they put out for yoshi woolly world uh toad's treasure tracker and mario party 10 which are all um decent games i wouldn't say any of them are must plays but if you uh wanted to get a fun game with uh playing your wii u this year since there's not a lot coming out you can get a cool amiibo with it so pick those up for 40 right yeah the, the amiibo bundles are actually 40 bucks so you can get mario party 10 yoshi woolly world or captain toad treasure tracker with uh an amiibo that goes with it for 40 bucks
2: so yeah, i think this is awesome this is really smart um they're games that are all i think well i don't know about nintendo but for the most part <laughs> they're all pretty good games <laughs> jeff i think you should pick up animal crossing new leaf it's uh, fantastic it,
0: it's too late for me it's too late <laughs> uh we know... just mentioned dark moon though is uh one of the, that was the game that got me to buy my 3ds so if you played the original one at all you'll you'll love this they Fleshed it out, put lots of different areas for you to explore. A really fun, robust multiplayer mode. So if you have a 3DS, uh, I would say definitely pick up uh, Dark Moon. Yeah, I think the one that I'm excited most about is uh, LEGO City
2: Undercover. Oh, I yeah. never played that game um, when it came out uh, a couple years ago. But it looked really Learned fun. a lot of good things. Um, yeah, it was only on Wii U, right? Yeah, it was, it was exclusively on Wii U. Kind of like similar to like sandbox, like Grand Theft Auto style game. but GTA with LEGO style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um so that's really cool, I think. Uh they put it out um for the Nintendo Selects in Europe a couple months ago, so I was hoping it would come out here in America. Nice. Um so I'll probably pick that up for only twenty bucks. Very cool. Nice, nice.
0: All right. Um next we have some PlayStation Plus and Xbox Gold deals out there. I mentioned a few of the Playstation Plus games uh on last week's show. Uh primarily Ultratron being a really fun arcade game I put about an hour into. Wow. Uh um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so so that was a lot of fun. Definitely pick that up if you have it. The other ones on there are Tricky Towers, which is like Tetris but in reverse. Like your, it's like Tippy Tower from Game and Wario. You're stacking yeah. Tetris blocks. Oh, okay. Um, so I tried that one. The other four I've not tried yet. But Rebel Galaxy, Yakuza I actually Five, Retrograde, just and got
1: a Rebel public. Galaxy.
0: You, you picked up Rebel Galaxy.
1: I picked it up when it went for free on PlayStation Plus. I was like, I I wanted to play that one. So cool. Have you, have you tried RPG? it out yet? I haven't played it yet. Um, I haven't even downloaded it yet because I was playing okay. two other games on my <laughs> PS4 right now. So yeah. it's like one at a time, Rob. One at a time.
0: All right. Well, yeah. We'll definitely uh, pick those up if you're interested. You can always just add them to your library in PS4. Sometimes I'll get yep. that off. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to play it right now, but maybe I'll you know, give it a shot in a couple of weeks or a month or something. And you can always download it later. But, uh, um, yeah. And the Xbox Gold are Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate WWE 2K16 which I heard is awesome. Spelunky, uh, yeah. Beyond Good and Evil HD, and TumbleStone. Um, and I, I think we already recommended TumbleStone as a really well, fun puzzle party game, and Beyond Good and Evil HD is one of my favorite games kind of from that era. I played it um, back on Xbox Live Arcade back in the day, and really, really fun, really awesome, almost kind of Zelda-type gameplay.
1: But. And <laughs> just a quick note on TumbleStone, it is only available till August 15th because uh that was
0: last month's xbox cool oh deals. Right. so you have till so you have till games. august 15th to well, get I, it yeah i think xbox kind of staggers their free games they put like uh, yeah, one or two yeah. at the beginning then one or two at the end of the month to get people to log back in that's cool yeah that's but, a good idea actually yeah um and then rob you want to highlight the humble bundle games
1: Alright, so this month, uh, or this week's I guess, or whatever, I'm, I still haven't figured out exactly how they, they put them out. I know that they put them out on Tuesdays, is typically the cutoff, but they normally run a deal for two, months, sometime, for two weeks, sometimes three weeks, sometimes a month. I never know. But this Humble Bundle that they have available right now is called Survive This. And it comes with, if you just pay the basic price, which I believe the minimum is a dollar, you can get the game's uh, Tharsis. Savage Lands and Colat. And I've only heard of Savage Lands so I have no idea what the other two are about. But it, they're a dollar. So it might be worth it. Great deal. Uh, the next bet, The next one up is the Space Engineers Rust and Shelter 2. Uh, and those are just around $5 depending on how many people have paid for the bundles and all those things. And if you pay $14 or more you get the game Planet Base which is pretty cool. I think it's a 2K type game or one of those type of games but Either way, it looks like a bunch of survival-type games. Looks fun. I'm not particularly interested in this bundle, but if those are if that floats your boat, there you go.
0: Really I, cheap games. Goes to a good cause.
2: I have never heard of any of these games before.
0: <laughs> not one. <laughs> well, if you like survival games, I think that would be yeah. a, um, a good bundle to pick up. I, I, I've heard of a few of them that they're yeah. very kind of survivist. I've heard of Rust, um, which I I think it sounds really interesting, but uh, I don't really have a PC to play stuff on. But yeah. if you have a PC, definitely take a look at those. and, well, and the uh, Shelter
1: ones are kind of interesting because you play as, like, a lynx, like a cat. Oh, thing, really? Oh. Animal lynx. And the Shelter, the first one, it was, like, it was one of those emotional, artistic-type survival games. And hmm. the Shelter 2 is, like, the follow-up, and it's pretty uh, critically acclaimed. So,
2: Do you I've, end up as a cat, like, skin on a wall in a hunting lodge somewhere? Because that sounds interesting.
0: I I would pay money for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for highlighting those humble bundle deals for us, as always, Rob, as no we problem. segue into our third segment. So, as you guys know, I picked up Uncharted for about two weeks ago, got it for my birthday. Um, shout out to my mother-in-law. And <laughs> um, the price on Amazon went to about 40 bucks, which I think... Then Rob and Nathan both immediately picked it up, and I know, Nathan, you've been kind of busy this week, and Rob, you were kind of traveling the the week before, Um, so where are you guys at in uh, Uncharted 4? I I have finished the main story, but what chapter are you guys at? I think there's 23 chapters total.
2: Okay, so then I'm almost halfway through the game. I just started chapter 11 in Uncharted 4.
1: And I'm about at chapter 7. I think I'm almost done with chapter 7.
0: Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, if you guys are here listening, you haven't played Uncharted 4, um, don't worry, we are not going to go into spoiler territory, we're just going to basically talk to us a few of our impressions and, um, about the game, but we will stay, uh, clear of story spoilers, not only for Ethan and Rob's sake, but, uh, for your sake as well. (laughs) Yes, I appreciate (laughs) that. Yeah. So, uh, but before we jump straight into our impressions of 4, uh, who's your guys, like, favorite Uncharted character? Like... Is it Nathan Drake? Is it Sully? Alina? Is it one of the bad guys? Like, who really stands out as, like, your favorite Uncharted
2: character? Uncharted has
0: great bad guys. They have (laughs) absolutely
1: incredible characters in general. Uh,
2: I probably have to go with Sully as my absolute favorite. He's just super, like, sarcastic, super witty, the old guy who just always ends up being in the right spot and is hilarious. He's awesome. I also really actually like um, Alina. I wasn't didn't really like uh, Nathan and her relationship in the first game but I like how they kind of uncharted 2 brought it around uncharted 2 brought it around yeah, and then the yeah. third one um did a lot of stuff with it and then there's some cool stuff in 4 so I really like Elena as well
1: I'm exactly the same spot with you Nathan I would say my favorite character is absolutely Sully He's just that classic character <laughs> I mean he is really just the classy, you know, Always got the cigar and a scotch. Basically, he reminds me of. <laughs> there is such a
2: cool scene with that happening in the fourth right? one. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> he is literally the Sean Connery of the Uncharted <laughs> series.
0: I think another good comparison is he's almost kind of like old Han Solo in like Force Awakens. Like oh he's yeah, totally. That old oh, guy yeah. who's like super snarky and is like always like, "Watch out, kid." <laughs> Yeah, and, but you just kind of love him and you respect him a lot. Yes, definitely. And then he's... I
1: would also say that I really like Nathan Drake. I like Nathan Drake because he reminds me a lot of Nathan Fillion, <laughs> who's also Who, a really classic if, character. If they do make
0: an Uncharted movie, I think would be the perfect choice. Yes, for to... he's, he's getting Nathan to the
1: Fillion, point isn't? where he's too old. I, I, I they, if they're going to do it, they need to do it really soon because. Yeah, He's like in his 40s or 50s now. Yeah, so. They
2: can always just use makeup and stuff. To
1: make <laughs> <you know. laughs> Computer graphics. <laughs> Digitally alter it. Yeah. Um, um, cool. And then also Elena, who's really... She's just a classic character. She's really great. I love the, her interactions with uh, Drake as well as with Sully. Nice. She has some good go back and forth with them.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I think throughout the series, my favorite has probably been Sully as well. I think we're all big Sully fans here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as I was playing through... Um, Uncharted Four kind of made me realize that Nathan Drake is probably my favorite character because <laughs> Uncharted Four like takes place a few years after um Uncharted Three, and so like you know, obviously some things have happened in Nathan's and uh, his friends' lives since then. And at the point where you finally kind of see these different things, and then you see kind of the relationships and how they've grown over the years, like it, <laughs> I just like almost kind of just started getting emotional as I'm playing. I'm like, I care so much about Nathan Drake. and I didn't even know this. Like, where are these feelings coming from? Um, because I, I know for me and Rob, we both have played through, um, the original trilogy of uncharted in like about the last year or so. So I didn't play through the uncharted games when they originally came out. Um, but I've come to really appreciate Nathan Drake as a character. And I, I think uncharted four has the best just like random, like witty and, uh nathan drake lines as you're playing so like not during a cutscene, but just like as you're playing you you know you solve a puzzle you jump on a thing just the little comments he makes are i think really well written in there they're really natural and flow into the game well but yeah i really like drake and then um i checked with the guys before the show they said it's not spoilers to mention that nathan drake has a brother named sam and i kind of fell in love with that character too in the show the kind of the bond that he has with his brother made me think of uh my older brother and kind of that relationship we have and it's really cool to kind of see the arc because you kind of play a few flashbacks in the uh uncharted 4 where you you know you play as uh uh, play as the brother or you play as young nathan and young sam you really get to know the character really well and so even though he wasn't in the previous three games um i think it definitely works having him in there and you get to really get to know him well and the interactions between the two brothers are probably my favorite parts of the yeah it was
2: really cool they did a really good job of bringing him in and i think uh, him being nathan's brother like gave nathan drake a lot more backstory and made his character a lot deeper and stuff like that which was really awesome to see and just the way they worked it in together was was really neat
1: and you got to give a lot of credit to nolan north and Troy Baker oh, for yeah. bringing those characters to life because, <laughs> like, literally, those are the two greatest video game voice actors yeah. ever, and they're both together in this game. You know, and this and this isn't the first time they've actually played together. They were both in the uh, Arkham series as well. Oh, that's
2: yeah, right. yeah. In,
1: uh, but I mean, they I were characters this. that didn't necessarily interact with each other nearly as much as they do in this game, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, I. I really like Troy Baker and, in, uh, Into the second son where he played the main character, Delson. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, like I didn't necessarily like Delson's character, but just, it was so well acted and like kind of the emotional vibes and, in, in his tone where he could, you know, express those different things made me kind of really appreciate what he could do. So mm-hmm. when I found out that he was doing Sam, I am like, Oh, we're in for a treat. <laughs> oh here. yeah, absolutely. So awesome. Uh, so, um, Uncharted 4, um, what are your guys' general impressions? You guys are both about halfway through the game. Uh, what are some things that stand out to you guys as, you know, maybe they're a new feature. Maybe it's a polished feature that's been around for a while. Um, you know, what, what what are our impressions of Uncharted 4, guys? Um, oh, my
1: gosh. It's gorgeous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is that is the biggest takeaway right off Literally the Literally
1: every, one. like... I was playing the other night and my wife was sitting on the couch on the other couch and she wasn't even paying attention. She was seeing something on her surface. I think she was watching the Olympics, but every few minutes I'd be like, "Alisa, Elisa, look at this. This is so cool. <laughs> Cause it just, every few minutes, there's just like, you know, you catch a glimpse of a sunset over the water or something, or, you know, the mountains or the, like the waves are so realistic, you know, or like the trees and plants and everything is moving so great. And like, I just keep, I'm not taking nearly as many photos as Jeff was, but there's <laughs> yes. definitely been a few moments where I've paused to look at these things and go,
0: "Oh my goodness, it's it's just insane." Like as you're playing the game, you're just kind of admiring the achievement <laughs> of just creating right? this masterpiece of a game. Like even like regardless, even if the game didn't have an amazing story, an amazing cast, great mm-hmm. great writing, great you know mechanics, which it does, like, all those things it does great. Like you can just appreciate how That's amazing the, and big and open the the world is, while well. Still having all that attention yeah. to the small graphical details.
1: Yeah. And yeah. if you had the problem where you're playing, you know, you're watching the cut scene and then
0: you realized your character is not moving. Cause the cut yeah. scene. <laughs> ended <and you're> <laughs> I have that, to had that happen a couple of times. It transitions. So transition really well yeah. between yeah. the gameplay and That's... the other one. Like I even like, uh, I had a friend over this weekend, a uh, good friend of the show Jordan and I'm like, "Oh, you never played uncharted before here?" Just I had him jump right into one of the chapters, had him start playing it, and he there was a couple times where he's like, "Oh wait, I'm playing? I, I thought it was doing the movie." I'm like, "Oh, no, that's uncharted, you know. They'll they'll get you. You never know when you're playing and when you're watching." But
2: Yeah, yeah. For it's I think some of the biggest takeaways for me. Obviously, it's beautiful. Um the storytelling is the storytelling has always been a highlight of the uncharted games, but it feels like it's even written even better in four than yeah. the other ones. It's just really, really good. Um, it was really interesting. A couple of weekends ago I was over at my fiance's house and I brought my PSO four over and was playing uh through Uncharted Four and actually uh she and her roommate um both watched me for about two and a half hours and were just like completely <laughs> engrossed um in the just in the story. Like I was just playing through kind of the beginning and stuff like that and they're complete my uh her roommate Amanda, she's like yeah, uh this is like a book but with graphics. It was it was <laughs> she was amazed. She was like it's like a TV show. I want to see what happens in the next episode yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. it was really really cool. Their story is amazing. Um obviously the game looks beautiful. Um and then I think the biggest takeaway gameplay-wise is I haven't finished the game, so I can't say if this does happen, but so far I feel like the pacing has been really good. Like there haven't been any sections where I feel like I've been shooting guys for like an hour or forty five yeah. minutes. They definitely kinda of happened, oh, yeah, the happened in the original three ones. Yeah. One. Definitely happened in the original the first three. Um and also like they added a stealth element where you can kinda of take guys down um through stealth with help which helps mix up the combat and the gameplay and stuff like that. Which yeah. is also really neat.
0: Yeah and it, uh, they kinda of had stealth gameplay in I think some of the games, like the third one and stuff, but it was always like you can take out this one or two guys, then it's just a gunfight from there. But yeah. if you you play your cards right, and it's not terribly hard, like it's doable. But you definitely have to kind of take your time and be patient. You can definitely like clear out a area of four or five guys with stealth takeouts. Which oh is yeah, for cool. sure. And it for feels, someone who plays it feels uh, more assassin,
2: than the last games like. The, the way the area is constructed it feels oh, like you yeah. walk around more kind of in a circle versus
0: being following like a set path and such, yeah which it's isn't... really you can kind of tackle it from any angle or any path or area which is really fun
1: yeah yeah there's more than one way to do it and i found that you know even as someone who's played a lot of assassin's creed and i've learned a lot of the stealth gameplay style i just run in and gun a lot of the times <laughs> <laughs> it it's
0: sometimes fun if you have a have a good gun equipped but yes <laughs> yeah i think
2: the most frustrating i was playing this one section of the game and it like i was like i'm gonna do this whole section by stealth it was a really big area and i got every single guy except the last guy like saw me and i was so upset
1: i was
0: uh-huh. oh man but <laughs> so cool. that's awesome yeah and uh i would also have to agree with nathan about this story like that's how you know it's a good story when you just at the end of every chapter you're just like I want to see what happens next. Like, Yeah. Uh, almost every single chapter. I just had me at that point where I didn't want to put it down. I saw the little title popping up. So I'm on the next chapter, but I'm like, okay, I can't stop. I have to see what happens next. And, um, there's, there's a point about, uh, two thirds of the way through the game. Uh, where finally there was a part where I was like, well, you know, the, the, I feel like they're kind of dragging this one little section out a little bit. But, uh, for the most part, I think the game flowed, flowed really, really well. you, really on the edge of your seat most of the time to see what happens next. And um, one new thing that they added is kind of the ability to do optional uh, conversations with characters. And so I'm not sure exactly how they unlock. I think you have to find some collectibles and go to certain areas, but every once in a while you'll see a little icon pop up um, on one of your uh, companions, whether it's Sam or Soli or whoever, and you can go over and it's optional. If you push triangle, then you'll basically start a small dialogue conversation with that character and most of the time they're they're pretty small and innocent, they're just kinda of lighthearted. But um towards the end of the game you have a conversation with your brother that is totally optional. Like you don't have to do it, but I initiated it and it almost kind of went into a cutscene and it had some different choices for you to say as Nathan Drake so you could ask your your brother different questions and you had like this Five minute like heartfelt conversation with your brother. I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is amazing! It's it, awesome. It just the game makes you care about the characters, whether oh, yeah. mm-hmm. whether or not they're ones you've known before or not. Which is which is a, a feat in itself for a video game to do. Yeah. Well,
1: that's literally been how the whole Uncharted series has been. Is it makes you love the characters, and I feel like this one, like literally, it just feels like every game tries and tops itself, and this one has succeeded mightily so far.
0: Oh yeah. Um, and I, I really liked the, uh, pirate theme of the game too. Um, we don't go into any spoilers really, but pretty much, you know, in every Uncharted game, you're kind of tracking down a different treasure, a different, mm-hmm. you know, um,
1: Famous history, yeah, historic different, different historical
0: artifact or, or what have you. And you're basically tracking down a pirate's treasure and it's based on some real pirates that have existed in history. So like it kind of piqued my interest and I've been like, I've read like a dozen Wikipedia pages about (laughs) pirates (laughs) and all these different pirates that are mentioned in the story and, you know, some different stories. So it's cool that the team kind of, you can tell, um, took a bit of a different path from the last ones where I feel like the last three were really kind of focused on ancient civilizations and, yeah,
2: there were ancient civilizations and kind of legends that probably don't really exist in real life. So,
0: and it still is kind of similar, but at the same time you're really kind of going after like, uh, almost like a treasure with your brother, which is cool because if you 've played the first three, you know that Nathan Drake, while you do find these amazing things, they always kind of come away empty handed <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I think like... that is part of drake's uh nathan drake's uh motive in this one, like not necessarily like he's really greedy and you know wants all the treasure or anything, but he it's kind of like, okay, if I 'm going on this wellness adventure, like you know I want it to be be a good one where I can walk away with something here. Exactly,
2: so. have something to retire on or something like that. Yeah,
0: so it, yeah. it is kind of cool. And having that in the back of your mind, knowing that's the last one the whole game, I think really makes it more impactful because like, I played the final two chapters of the game. I was just kind of like, oh my goodness, this is the last time I'm going to see Nathan Drake. And I really hope they wrap things up well. And I thought the, the final boss encounter was, was really well done and that they just kind of wrapped things up um well in a in a way that was smart and clever without going into details so um having completed the game i, I think they did a excellent job with um having it be the final one in the series which that's,
2: that's very encouraging to hear cuz the uncharted series has been like probably my favorite playstation series um yeah ever and uh i just really like the it's really laid back and lighthearted and kind of fun and stuff like that um i played uh the last of us which is the other game naughty dog has done like the last 10 years and uh, it was really interesting and the story was pretty good but like I just I didn't even finish I couldn't get into it um, um, some of the survival elements on the game was kind of tough but I just couldn't get into it as much because it was such a darker tone and more serious versus mm-hmm. like kind of the fun lighthearted vibe of Uncharted and the characters um, yeah. just drew me in a lot more
0: I'd have to agree I, I also picked up Last of Us I just heard nothing but great things about it and um, I'm not saying it's a bad game it's still a really well written well acted well-put-together game, but, I don't know, just something about Nathan Drake and the lighthearted feel and just being able to yeah. run, run around and climb and kind of the spectacle of that, um, of the Uncharted games, so just kind of really drew me in. And um, I think I'm about halfway through Last of Us, but I, I put it down almost a year ago now and haven't I haven't really picked it back <laughs> up yet. But. Yeah. Well,
1: it, I mean, it's a difference between, like, a zombie apocalypse-type movie. Mm-hmm and indiana jones
2: yeah and i'm gonna choose indiana jones every time literally
1: indiana jones is so much more fun to watch it's more enjoyable Mm -hmm. i mean it literally is you know we were talking comparing solely to harrison ford and you know han solo it's the same actor in indiana jones so you're you're literally watching like the realization or playing through that of Mm -hmm. that game in a way that's very similar to how those movies were originally set
0: yeah and you know, I think for most people, if you ask them if they wanted to watch 28 Days Later or Raiders of the Lost Ark, they're going to say Raiders of the Lost Ark. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But,
1: uh... No. Both are great movies, but Raiders of the Lost Ark is a better one. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, and I think the cool thing about this game, you know, obviously it, it looks looks beautiful. I think it's really kind of a, a high point. It shows, hey, you know, here's what the PS4 can do if you, you know... Yeah. If you uh, program it right and everything, and it's just really a kind of a sight to behold i feel like this is the the game to show people when they come over and you know say oh hey you got a ps4 you know what what games do you have well what what does it look like and uncharted 4 is the game to to show people and i just love the all the action sequences and they have a new uh kind of rope hook uh mechanic where you can throw a rope and hook onto things and swing around edge and it uh kind of really adds to the exploration, yeah, sometimes you can see like a point Like, okay, I think I can swing on that, but you have to figure out how to get over there, and even the areas I, themselves there 's different ways to kind of get through them, like oh yeah i 'll go yeah. like, okay there 's left or right i 'm going to go right, and as I go right, I find another tunnel, and so I go through that tunnel instead of going the main way, and then it leads back to where I was before i 'm like, oh it 's just an alternate path to get where I am, so yeah, and sometimes you can find find like little treasures in there
2: and other mm-hmm. things, which is always neat. yeah, and you can find journal. <laughs> Notes on oh, the time, yeah, which is really right. cool. Oh yeah, that's right. You can find Trees in this game which yeah, the first time I picked them up, I was like, Oh, like I picked it up and then, like I expected like a cutscene to happen or something mm-hmm. like that and then like nothing happened. I was like, Oh weird, but they're just optional little things you can pick up and kind look of look at and give a little story. bit yeah, a little bit more lore to the backstory. They
0: they happen pretty frequently towards the end of the game too, as you're getting uh, track, trying to track down the treasure, you find lots of notes left by pirates, which is really cool because you get like all these different looks at the inside lives of all these different pirates of you know this story nice. that you're unfolding so yeah, that was really, one, really
2: cool that was one of my favorite parts of uh there 's this part where you can like kind of explore a lot of stuff like that, and I went up in this cave and uh, found there was like nothing up there except this like pirate's note from this pirate and like i was like i could have totally missed this but it totally added like some of the backstory and just made it a lot more interesting
0: oh yeah so make sure if you're playing this game you take your time <laughs> you look around you enjoy the view you enjoy the vistas take some photos tag me in the photos i want to see those photos <laughs> huh? i'm gonna turn it forward you, uh, you love the pho- you are <laughs> Uh and then uh definitely look for those those little notes and collectibles. They're not just, you know, collectibles that don't do anything. A lot of time they do add some really cool insight into the story as well. But um Yeah. One last question for you guys. What was your favorite Uncharted game in the original trilogy? one, two, and three. I at least for me, this is actually really easy. Um the second one
2: is my favorite game because the first one was really cool and it had some really cool ideas and stuff, but the second one just after playing the first one it flushed it out so much better and just yeah streamlined everything, the controls were a lot better, um, the story was more interesting and different the different things you could do, the way the cover system worked. It all just worked a lot better. Um and was just a more enjoyable experience overall. So and then the third one kind of felt very similar to the second one, like the way it was presented and everything like that. So it was still good, but the jump from one to two just made
0: um the second Uncharted um definitely my favorite of the series. I think that makes sense. Uh for me since I kind of played the Uncharted games in a weird order. Um, my first experience playing an Uncharted game was Uncharted 2, because I had a I had a free trial to PlayStation Now, and so I heard that was the best of the Uncharted games. So I just jumped into it, played it for, I think, about three days, because that's how long my trial was. And I got about a third of the way through it, maybe, and I was really enjoying it, and I liked it. But then my trial ran out, and then I you know like, oh, I didn't get to finish it or anything. Um, but then I ended up picking up a PS3 with the three Uncharted games uh, later that year, and so I'm like, well, even though I'm partway through the second, I feel like I should go back and play the first one, so played through the first one, then went into the second, and first one was kind of hard to play, because yeah, it's, it's pretty rough, like, it, especially <laughs> if you
2: play it on the PS3, I haven't played the, the remastered version on the PS4, but PS3, like, they had the motion controls in there, which were really annoying. <laughs> yeah, and you could just oh, tell it was, it was
0: an older game, it still was a lot of good, but you can just tell, like, If I played that back when it first came out, I'd probably be very impressed. But nowadays, and playing a little bit of the second one, I wasn't quite as impressed. And I didn't like the whole zombie thing that they put in the story. I thought that was kind Mm -hmm. of unnecessary, made too much shooting. Um, But then I went back, finished the second one. uh, But I kind of had a couple months break in between there. So I didn't enjoy the story as much as I could have. And so I'd have to say the third one's my favorite because I just got to enjoy it all. Played through the whole thing, I think, in about two or three weeks' time and just really enjoyed it. I really loved the going to the, um forget where it was. Was the, it the was it Sahara? Uh, yeah, the Sahara or, or Arabia, wherever it was, where you're in the plane and you, you kind of go out of the plane, you're walking on the sand dunes, and that was kind of those moments. I'm like, whoa, I'm, not, I'm playing this right here. This is such a cool yeah. moment, and you see the mirages, and that was just kind of a cool moment for me. I'm like, wow, video games nowadays are crazy it was just kind of a I, I don't know i just never really had a feeling like that in a video game before so it kind of kind of blew me away even though i was playing it you know in 2016 uh, a couple of years after it came out so really like the third one
1: i am i uh played through all three of them basically right in a row um, yeah, you actually, on like
2: an uncharted binge, I remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, I basically played them on Nathan's PS3 because I was like, oh, I've always wanted to play these, and I had played a couple of them. I played a little bit of one. I played a little bit of two at a friend's house before that, and so I already had an idea of how the gameplay and everything worked. But I was like, I really want to actually just play through these. So I just sat down and I played through all three of them before Nathan actually did, I believe. <laughs> That's what yeah, I think I f-
2: definitely I finished three. I didn't actually finish three until like earlier this year i was like the fourth one's coming out i have to finish this i had yeah. like maybe three hours <laughs> left in it or something like that but
1: yeah and i finished it before you did um i finished your copy of it before you did <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um uh, through uncharted i played i one was awesome but it kind of felt a little bit uh do do all the shooting kill all the bad guys wash, repeat yeah, and like I think, to a certain extent, it just felt really repetitive. When the game
0: first came out, too, I think that's when kind of shooters and third-person shooters were yeah, kind of yeah, becoming popular, big. and people are trying to figure out how to make them and stuff. So, uh, I think it makes sense when you think about when when it came out.
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. and with that, I mean, Uncharted One was so revolutionary, and just like its graphics and its storytelling, and like. The I remember reading a gamers magazine saying like your character will not stand in the same position twice if you go behind a, a barrier, mm-hmm. and that was like the big selling point was like it was you know the AI was smarter, the gameplay was smarter, all this stuff tons and tons of different you know,
0: unique animations.
1: And... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, three was three felt really fast for me. It was really it was a shorter game. It wasn't nearly as I didn't feel like it was nearly as flushed out as one and two um there were some beautiful scenes like jumping obviously the desert and jumping out of the airplane was one of my favorite scenes to play and um (laughs) um, and but overall two was my favorite story-wise absolutely incredible oh my gosh insane story the whole, the twists and turns of the story were really incredible. The characterization was more flushed out. I feel like I fell in love with all the characters in number two rather than number one. Um, and the gameplay was better. The graphics were better. I mean, just the villains were interesting and less uh, less Indiana Jones cookie cutter. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I actually, I agree with that. The villains in two were more interesting and I feel like had more depth than one or three. And I feel like
0: Uncharted 2 is in the running for possibly the best video game opening sequence of all time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just kind of throws you right in the middle of it there and. You know, halfway through the game, you get back to the point where you, where you, where you were in that <laughs> yeah. uh, train sequence and it all kind of gets put together and you're just like, oh my goodness. So the
2: <laughs> that first time I played that whole train sequence and chapter and everything like that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Just the way it's laid out and the presentation yeah. is, is like flawless.
1: I'm fairly certain it's in the top five opening scenes of any video game ever.
0: Yeah, it's got to be. And I think it f- further proves that Nathan Drake is the luckiest man alive in the world. <laughs> uh, playing through Uncharted four, like half the things you grab, whether they're like oh, rock yeah. footholds or like wooden beams, just like snap and break, but you like barely yeah. catch yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I want it, I want someone to go back through all four Uncharted games and count how many near misses. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's had <laughs> right? which, up in the hundreds of thousands. Yes,
2: of it was hilarious because I was right. playing through four a couple weeks ago. It's and kind of stressful. My fiance was watching me, and she's like. <laughs> I think I'm, like, feeling stress every yeah. time you jump because it looks like he's going to die and he doesn't. And it's, like, You're it's making know. my heart beat faster. It's like, but yes.
0: Especially if you've, you've played the Incharted games before. You kind of know, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to jump over here. I yep. can, you kind of have an idea where to go. But I think if yeah. someone's watching and they've never really played or they don't really know what's going to happen, they're going to go, oh, my goodness, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. No, it's fine. Well, you know, he almost dies all the time. Don't worry yes. about it. This and adorable. Nathan Drake has, like, a 12-foot jump.
1: Uh, yeah. Like, literally, you watch him jump, and not even Olympic, you know, the guys doing the long jump, not even Olympic long jumpers can do that long, <laughs> long of a jump.
0: I think it might be a greater jump than, like, the Assassin's Creed, like, Enzio and Altair and stuff, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, crazy.
1: absolutely. Well, those guys could barely jump. They just did the leaps
0: off of buildings. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good at that. But, sweet. I think we can all agree, and 4 is. A masterpiece in its own and uh, I'm sure uh, Rob you you and Nathan will update us on uh, your impressions of when you guys finish the story and what you thought of the game as a whole package but I think we can all recommend it as a must play game for the Playstation 4 definitely yes All right, now heading into our final segment of the day we're going to wrap things up pretty quickly here but we just wanted to start a quick conversation about what we're playing this week um Nathan, you want to start? Sure. Um, so I was on
2: vacation this last week. So I uh, before I left, I played a little bit of Uncharted 4. Um, only a couple chapters, but we just talked about that. Game's awesome, really beautiful. Um, but while I was on vacation, I had my 3DS with me. Um, and I've been playing Pokemon Go a lot. So I was kind of inspired to... Um, I got Pokemon Sapphire when it came out a couple years ago. Nice. Um, the the remake one, whatever. Uh, Ruby Sapphire, or... Uh, Alpha, of Alpha Sapphire, Sapphire. yeah, Alpha yeah, Sapphire. for the three ds Anyways, got the remake, um, and beat about three quarters of that game. Um, so I pulled that out and started playing through that again. Um, beat a gym, got a little bit farther, caught some more cool Pokemon. So,
0: what team are you working with?
2: Uh, I have Lapras, of course, and it's a huge Lapras fan. Lapras, <laughs> Golem, um, I forget the electric Pokemon. It's like light blue and yellow it's kind of like jolteon but a new version of jolteon luxio or something uh maybe i think that's the pre-evolved form i have the evolved form of that whatever it's called electal something or some something like that um and then uh who's your starter my starter is uh uh the fire one fire one the flaming one (laughs) that's in pokken choice Oh, uh, Blaziken. One. Blaziken, yeah. Blaziken's yeah, I have Blaziken. He's, re- he's really cool. Very so. cool. Awesome. Yes. Um, and then I just picked up No Man's Sky today. Um, only had a chance to play it for about 30 minutes, but, like, I already feel addicted to the game. Like, <laughs> I was playing it. Uh, the music is really cool. The setting is beautiful. I've only played for 30 minutes, so it's probably just, like, new game. Yeah. New game, like, That main menu's fever. beautiful. Yes. Did you get
1: off the first planet yet?
2: No. I literally, like, you have to... Um, this might be spoilers, but you land and you have to kind of fix your ship. So I literally just fixed my ship. I haven't taken off yet. Uh. I fixed it, and then I was like, "Okay, I have to stop and go do the show." <laughs> that, that's so I'm excited to
0: get back and jump back and get into space. It's a great moment when you first get in space. Um, and uh, that obviously, I've been I've been playing No Man's Sky 2, Just picked it up. Today, I was really bummed because I went to the store to go pick it up <clears> at <throat> Best Buy right at 10 when they opened. I took the wrong turn, so I got stuck in traffic for like 30 oh, minutes. that's oh, terrible. Man. I'm like, I could be back home playing the game by now. But Yeah,
2: actually, it was really interesting because uh, I picked it up on my lunch break at work today, and I actually went to a Best Buy and went to pick it up they had some copies out or like some things where you take the front to buy the game or whatever and sick it. and the guy like spent like 10 minutes looking for the game he was like all right i'm sorry man i think we're all out and this was like one o'clock i think they'd been open for like three hours or something yeah. like that
0: they so opened was at 10s like, that's oh. crazy yeah
2: so i was like oh dang um but i ended up going to a different best buy
0: and was able to pick it up there so i think the game's selling well yeah you, you figure <laughs> yeah. sony has been marking it tons they probably sent tons of copies yeah so. that's crazy um but yeah really enjoying it love the the art style and the music and i think just kind of the i think the the aspect i'm gonna like the most of it is just kind of the collectathon part of just cataloging all the different species and things i find and um yeah but we're gonna talk about that a lot next week so we'll be sure to give you more full impressions of that and um i'm probably gonna be streaming it more this week so look look for that link on twitter if you guys uh interested in it at all and uh, let us know if you picked it up today or not. Um, love to be, be part of the conversation with you guys. Um, and then also this weekend I uh, picked up Double Dash again. had a Had a friend come over, uh, hang out a lot this weekend, and we both kind of played Double Dash a lot growing up as kids. And so we're like, hey, let's pull out the old Double Dash and uh, create some good memories again. And we started a new file and unlocked almost everything on most of the Grand Prix. <laughs> played oh, wow. played lots of Double Dash and. I forgot how like crisp and fun that that game is. Like the game just feels really really nice. Like it's a lot more. The controls are a lot more tight than like Mario Kart Wii or Mario Kart Eight. And I just really enjoyed all the special items in the game too. So like every character has their own unique special item that's unique mm-hmm. to only them and their partner. So like DK and Diddy have the giant banana. Toad and Toadette have the super mushroom. The Koopa Troopas have the three shells at once. Bowser and Bowser do have the giant Bowser shell that just obliterates everything <laughs> in its way, and so it's a lot of fun picking your kind of characters based on you know those power items you want. And Baby Park is probably still my all-time favorite <laughs> Mario Kart <laughs> level, and it's just insane with, with all the items going back and forth. And that's so cool. I think
2: I think Nintendo should go back to that. That's actually like the one where Mario Kart game I haven't really played a lot. Oh yeah, I have a it's, GameCube, but. It's a blast. Sweet.
0: I have so many good memories of unlocking all the different things because uh, some of the more recent Mario games haven't done a good job of like their unlocks. Like you just kind of start with most of the stuff unlocked, and if yeah. you complete a grand prix, you don't get anything. But every grand prix you finish with the gold, you unlock a new cart, a new level, a new mode, or new characters. Which wow, is wow, that's cool, awesome. So I remember just,
1: that, yeah, playing that at friends' houses, and that means so much fun because it you felt like you were actually achieving things.
0: Yeah, every time you're playing it, you're unlocking new stuff, which makes it feel. great but yeah a lot of fun i'd love to see a a double dash remake with online or maybe more new characters or even just having like a dual kart mode in the next mario kart where you can choose to play in double dash mode where you have two people on the kart together um because that was that was a lot of fun made it pretty accessible for anyone to play as well but loving double dash i uh, uh finished up a retro game room in our new place today so I've had the GameCube set up in there, and it's been kind of the, the most played retro system so far. So maybe I'll have another GameCube game to <laughs> share with you guys next week. But other than that, just playing, uh, playing Overwatch, uh, they did a new uh, Summer Games update that's kind of Olympics-themed, and they have a mode that's kind of like Rocket League, like where you play as the character Lucio, and it's three-on-three three in a kind of a soccer arena, and you're hitting this giant like soccer ball back and forth into goals. So really similar to Rocket League. I'd say it's kind of a poor man's Rocket League maybe not quite as good as, you know, how Rocket League does it, but it's still a lot of fun and uh, it's fun to jump in there with friends and uh begin in competitive mode and the you get these awesome loot boxes that have like Olympic themed items in them. So I got a really cool skin for Tracer where she has like a track uniform on Ooh. with like a UK flag. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. So, a lot of fun been, cool. been playing that a lot with a lot of different friends, but yeah. Nice. What about you, Rob? All
1: right. So, um earlier I didn't pre-order No Man's Sky because I decided that between feeding my family and buying a new game, I probably <laughs> should feed my family. But I'll probably—I don't—I don't think I'll pick it up before next week's episode. Well, I'll probably pick it up pretty soon. But I was watching um, Jeff was live streaming and I think I got on like maybe five minutes after you got on and started streaming.
0: Yeah, and you, you were there for most of it. Yeah, and I watched
1: the whole thing, and oh my gosh, it is gorgeous. It looks so much fun. Um, but I mean, you we were joking earlier that, that <laughs> I, I have this—I have this thing where I'm in open-world games. I do literally everything except the main story or finish a game. Um, so if I got No Man's Sky, I don't think I would
0: ever do anything. except <laughs> yeah, I, I don't stuff. think I would ever get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Good luck exploring all 18 quintillion planets, let alone like an entire. I will warm. do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Other than that, uh, before I left on vacation, I was playing Batman: Arkham Knight uh just Finish still getting through that one but kind of put it on the back burner for a little bit because i wanted to play through uncharted 4 since i had it and oh, yeah. i've been so yes. excited about it and i knew i could beat uncharted 4 a lot faster than i could be a batman arkham knight <laughs> so i was gonna play through uncharted 4 and then go back to batman and um running joke as well i've been playing fallout 3 again classic rob uh, Classic Rob, playing through it still, it's so big, and there's so much to do, and I literally found my way down into, like, the subway stations, and got totally and completely lost. I have, I'm still down, like, when I saved it yesterday and got off, I was still down in the subway stations. I have no (laughs) idea where my character is down there. I feel like we should just have... Is there,
2: like, a bunch of mutants down there and stuff that, I feel like that would be a dangerous place to be in that game. There
1: weren't mutants, but there was a lot of ghouls, and raiders. There's lots of raiders. (laughs) Scary.
0: Uh, so I, I don't know uh let us know if you're uh, a regular listener to the show do you think we should have like a weekly segment where like we do like a 30 second check-in with rob and where he's at <laughs> in fallout 3 because <laughs> what did you
2: do this past week
0: <laughs> i feel like oh. he he puts at least uh, like an hour or so into it about every week and yeah the ongoing yeah. thing
2: i, I oh. admire your uh your i don't know continued endurance in that game i guess <laughs> like continuing to play play through it even though you've been playing it for like four months or whatever it well, is
0: what do we think will run longer the amount of episodes we can do this podcast over the next few years or how long it takes rob to beat fallout Three? About that one. well the nice thing for me
1: is i have Steam on my computer and then i have my ps4 and like last few days Elise has been watching the Olympics a lot because she really likes the swimming and the gymnastics and that sort of thing. And so I've been playing on my computer instead of on my PS4 because oh, nice. the TV's on TV? Yeah, so I so I've been playing Fallout Three instead, which is means I put a lot if I'm not able to play on my PS4, I can play on my computer. So yeah. that's kinda of where he comes in and um fun fact about Fallout Three, earlier in the game you get the dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you my dog, dog kept dying. No, <laughs> it just course. kept dying. And so I would reload a save to get my dog back, but then I just kind of got bored of that. And I, I read, you know, I, I thought I read somewhere that you could get the dog back later in the game, and that might still be true. So I let the dog die, and I just Wasn't said, whatever, it? I'm going to keep going. Now. I've <laughs> probably put in maybe 30, 40 hours since then, and I'm sort of regretting letting the dog die. <laughs> <laughs> these
0: are these regrets are coming back to haunt you already, huh? Yeah, they are. Um, oh, man.
1: I've also been playing, I, I just remembered this, uh, when I went home, uh, I was with my brothers this last week uh, for a little bit, and my brothers and I, we played some nin- old-school Nintendo 64 games. Nice. And we played, um, one game we played was uh, Super Smash Bros. Yeah, that one's awesome. Oh, it was so much fun. And then, um, what was the other one we played? It was... GoldenEye? Tony Hawk.
0: Pro skater, Ooh, one. pro skater
1: two the original or no one one the original nice. i don't even remember one <laughs> so we my brother and i were playing skate you know it's kind of yeah, like the chorus, like right
0: yeah and so that was insanely fun yeah um i went back to we, tony hawk uh, a few months ago i popped it in because i got it for for the dreamcast uh oh I was yeah yeah games for it and uh, the controls, even though I never played the Dreamcast version, like everything kind of came back to me within like five minutes. <laughs> that's awesome. I oh, yeah. spent so much time just practicing combos and tricks in that game. So And that's fun.
1: what I realized, like with the sixty four controller, those things are so weird.
0: <laughs> the like, sixty four controller was designed for a person with three hands and, yeah, and I, don't I don't think don't they really realized play. we didn't have three hands till after they made the controller.
1: <laughs> like as a kid you just played it, but looking back I kinda go, How the heck did I play this? But, <laughs> The one thing I discovered was that like I started remembering oh yeah, C up is grind, C down is uh jump and uh C left was grab or flips and C right was mm-hmm. grabs. Like, you know, just all those little things just came back to you just instantly the moment you picked up the controller and started playing. That's awesome. Like good game design. It was
0: Poor just <laughs>
1: fantastic, memorable and it was actually back when the Tony Hawk series and skateboarding games were actually good.
0: Yeah they were awesome back then. But, awesome. Well, I think that about wraps up our show. We're about almost an hour here, and uh, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Any uh, closing remarks? I am excited to play more No Man's Sky. <laughs> I think um, uh, as soon as we're done here, we'll we'll I'll go back and play some No Man's Sky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if I'm playing sure so for... you can, You can jump in and watch it
1: yeah, yeah. I might go play Uncharted
0: 4. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we hope you guys have a great wait- week. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just type in hey, listen, with an exclamation point at the end and subscribe to us there. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with a friend. We'd love... Uh, to build our audience however we can. And we'd love to get to know you and your friends and build an awesome gaming community here at Hey Listen. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Hey Listen. Uh, wait, Hey Listen underscore games. That's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> at Hey Listen underscore games uh, for updates on when we're broadcasting and to uh, let us know uh, what you think about the show. Signing off, this is Jeff. And this is Nathan. And I'm Rob. See you next week.